Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I am Matt. I am Dory. How are you all? I hope you're well. You are not well. No. I don't feel great. No. But the show must go on, as they say in the business. They do say that in the biz. And uh, unfortunately, everything I work on is a show. So it must go on. It's true. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know where to start. Woke up this morning. Felt okay. And then I was like, I think I have a little bit of the old gas pocket. And, uh, I had to go to Smart and Final. Do some shopping for the upcoming lengthy week and two night shoots. So I bought two cases of monster energy drink 
along with some Israeli tea cookies, some tortillas, some crunchy peanut butter, and I almost bought a fruit cake. Oh, but I didn't. Uh, then <laughs> that I had to been go interesting. To Starbucks. She got Dory her breakfast, and that was really where I noticed. Oh God. Um, there's actually an ice event americano in the car that I never touched. Oh, because you just couldn't stomach it, literally. I couldn't have anything. I couldn't muster. I. I tried drive. You know, drove home. Brought stuff in the house. Yep. And then I said to you, I'm going to go meditate. I think I'm having a panic attack. Not what I was having. Well, yeah. Or maybe I was. I don't know. Turns out. The day continued on. Kept saying, I don't feel great. Dory whisks the baby away to uh, uh, Rye, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I tried to just go about my business and I couldn't, I couldn't move, couldn't do anything. So much pain. And then when you're in that much pain, abdominal wise, you're like compensating with every other muscle and then like your back starts to hurt. And then it was like on the floor for a little while, but was laying in front of me and, uh, yeah, and then at one point I was like, I can't move. I need help. She came home, dragged me to urgent care, where we saw a doctor, and he's like, that's where your gallbladder is. So, okay, have a good time. We'll see you later. <laughs> Probably, you just you get an ultrasound. No, not today. It'll take too long. Go to do it tomorrow. Well, he said, since you're not throwing up. Yeah. You you can probably wait until tomorrow. It's not acute. It's not a, yeah. So um Well, I mean, but we all know what that means, guys. You're gonna be getting your gallbladder out. No, I'm never getting an ultrasound. That was the end result. No, you have to do it. Well, no, nah, I can't. I gotta work. Show must go on. You have to do it. Well, I'm gonna see how I feel. You're gonna feel horrible. I'll probably feel fine. I said, is there any chance the inflammation goes away? He's like, yeah, of course. Has it occurred to you that perhaps the reason why you're getting all these gas pains lately is because of your gallbladder? Yes. It's just, you know, it just needs a little little kick in the gall. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so I that we came home and I slept for like two hours. Yeah, something like that. I think. I don't know. Henry took a nap and I took a nap. Yep. Um, and now we have to do a podcast for a long time. So I have to talk to so that's going to be hard. Oh, boy. Yeah. Then I got up and I just started answering all the emails from work that I had not been seeing all day. What is so urgent? We never table read. Oh. You know, we're shooting tomorrow. Uh, so people have questions, and I generally have the answers. And if I don't, I know who does. 
I really want you to go get an ultrasound during lunch tomorrow. Yes, I got her to say during lunch now. She knows that I do probably have to be there. Anyway, Bo's here. Everything's okay. Oh, thank God. Dr. Bo, (laughs) Dr. Bo, could you give me an ultrasound? His machine's broken. You have to go to the place they sent you to. Um, so, look, I know the gallbladder's painful. I know John, my buddy John had his out. Yeah. All right, Bo. Okay. I don't know why they just don't take all these organs out. What does the gallbladder do? Aids in the digestion of things like lick, uh, alcohol and um, fatty things. So if you get it out, what does that mean? You have to eat a different diet. Forever. Oh, really? Yeah. You can't really drink. Well, you don't drink anyway. Yeah, I know. But sometimes, what if I wanted to? You can't drink at all? Not really. You'll just end up with gallbladders. Actions. Can't you also have gallstones? Yes, he said I could too. Have gallstones. Hence the ultrasound. Right. Here's my prediction. I go tomorrow. They go, oh, it's inflamed. Oh, thanks so much for coming. <laughs> so what do you like what do you do about it if it's inflamed? I think then you just sort of Try to like, you know, need a little cleaner for a little while. And... Do you think you can do that? Yeah. What do, you, what do you mean? Okay. What's the matter? Nothing. I just mm. like you don't like taking care of yourself, and as your wife, it is what frustrating. What are you talking about? My body's a temple of doom. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty sweet reference. <laughs> Thank you. Every so often I say something that Matt mm-hmm. chuckles at. I get it. I get the every chuckle. Ta- every so often something yeah, that I get. Um, yeah. You don't take care of yourself. And it's very frustrating to me. Um, Especially now that we have a son. Who's this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know me. I think everybody does at this point. I don't like to bother anyone. I don't like to waste my time and other people's time. Which, it's that's very short sighted. Yes, I know. But think of all the time I've not wasted. But then you end up having to spend more time because you have been so hell bent on not wasting time. You know? It's just like I mean ultimately I think the the thing we should all remember is that I'm probably fine. Okay. <laughs> Um, but you'll get that ultrasound during lunch. Stop shaking your head no. Well, I'm not saying anything. But you're going, mm-hmm. yeah, he's making a face that Henry makes. <laughs> he's making a Henry face. Let me see how I feel tomorrow. I just The fact that I have to record this and then do another podcast is insane to me right now. Do you have to do the other podcast? I don't know when else I can do it. Do you have to do it tomorrow? I mean, today? I have to get it done. I don't know when else I can do it. 
does it have to be today? Like, can it be next week? I don't think it can be. I think that's why we have to do it today. Mm. I see. Hmm. It's tough, you know? I really don't have any days where I can't be functioning. We have to function constantly. <sighs> I just want to fuck off sometimes to nowhere and just sit. But I can't. Hmm. Anyway, it's tough. You know, you get it. You're a mom. It's true. I am a mom. So, what's going on with you? <laughs> um, I went for a from pumping five times a day to three times a day. Whoa. How's that? going it's going well the first couple days were not rough but like a little my boobs were like what is happening and now they're sort of like all right what's the deal with milk is that what your boobs were like yeah cool um and it's nice to not be pumping every three hours i'll tell you that much (laughs) well it's nice to not always be um, hearing it I'll tell you that much mm, yeah that must have been really hard for you it was difficult it was probably the hardest thing about our, our baby yeah having our baby is me hearing <laughs> the pumping uh-huh. yeah um yeah I'm just kind of sounded like a like you're tapping a well uh-huh because then it would just like percolate no just like you just hear the water the milk splashing into the container <laughs> It's kind of gross, guys. I just thought I was gross. I'm sorry that this uh, bodily function is gross to you. Well, plenty other ones here that are happening right here Ew. that are pretty gross. Um, yeah, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. I think I'm going to hang out here for a few more days and then see... You're going to hang out on the three, on the three, yeah. three purrs. On the three for a few more days and then see if I can go to two. Okay. And then eventually zero. Yep. I don't know how you do it. I mean, what do you mean? Seems like you know how to do it. Um, Like get it to just stop. Yeah. Get, get your milk to just dry up. Yeah. Well, it's like a supply and demand kind of thing. Like if you're if you're pumping six times a day or whatever, your boobs are making that much milk. Mm-hmm. And then when you start pumping or feeding less, they start making less milk. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think the ramen last night was very rich? Probably. You also got it spicy. Maybe that's why my body's like, why? Yeah. Oh, like, you got know. chicken, which shouldn't have been like fatty. But I bet the broth is fatty. Well, for sure. You know, and, and again. I mean, until we really know what a gallbladder does. <laughs> <laughs> We're flying blind here. Um,. So we had said last week that we were going to 
have a little uh, competition about who had spent more or less. Remember? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I did order a set of headphones for work that were $9 and said they were delivered, but I never saw them. <gasps> there's, a, there's a package by the fireplace that I think came today. That's the soldering iron. Oh. I've bought soldering iron and headphones. Well, let's see what I bought. I think, don't you know you bought nothing? I bought um, a bowl and spoons for Henry. Oh, nice. And? I'm just looking on my mint. What was your total? I'm looking on my mint to see what my total was. I feel like I bet like... Like a hundred dollars. Okay, let's see. Um, I think the the bowl and spoons were fancy. They were sixty dollars. You know, you could have got a nice soldering iron for around that. Yeah, because um, I got like bamboo and silicone and blah blah blah. Because I guess I'm a bougie mom. I don't know. Um, did I buy anything else? I don't know. I'm looking at my mint. It's refreshing. But like your mint and my mint, don't they look very similar? Mm, no. Do they? Oh, I can't log into my mint. Oh. Because I don't have a phone. Oh, no. So I'm trying to think if there was anything else I purchased that, because we said non-perishables. Um, oh, right. So like food doesn't count. I don't. I don't know then. Did you buy any guitars? Did I buy any guitars over the week? No. Okay. Good. Great. <laughs> Uh, I bought, yeah, I bought that soldering iron because it, my soldering iron broke. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is that technically consumable? Because I consumed the other one? Mm, no. Mm. Um, and then my backup uh, didn't work. I have a backup soldering iron. That didn't work either. Oh, I also bought... Wait, what did I buy at Hannah Anderson? Oh, I bought um, pajamas for Henry also. Um. Yeah, so basically the only things I bought were for Henry. So I probably spent like $150 on Henry. I didn't buy anything for myself. What? <laughs> uh, all right, I think we're going to call it even then. Look, guys, this would be a more exciting show if I had any ability to speak or hold a thought in my head. <laughs> okay. Tell you, we, uh, tell you who has abilities to speak and hold thoughts in their heads. It's you, the listeners. So we're going to take a quick break and then jump into the emails. BRB. Here's a cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombus just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, well, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Everyone, we're back. Hello. Still feel the same. Oh. All right, let's get into it. Don't forget to leave your Apple Podcast reviews and join our Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash group slash exit adventure. It's a good time over there. <laughs> go, to our, we'll go to our website, excellentadventure.com. Also, our Patreon is patreon.com slash forward slash there. You know what I mean. Patreon.com forward slash excellentadventure. At excellentpod, if you're somehow still able to stomach Twitter. And then uh, Dory Matt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. Phone number 413-461-BABY. Hi. Okay. 
Thank you for reading the business. I like to shame everybody who comes down to set for the week about being on Twitter. I'll start the week by going, oh, you're still using Twitter, huh? Like, yeah, I know. Don't you like feel bad about everything you see on there? <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I need it. And I'm like, you don't. And then like the next day, they'll be like, oh, did you see this thing? And I'll be like, where'd you see that? Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> And then by Friday, usually they're gone. They're off Twitter? Yeah. Wow. You're so influential. Uh, I just try to make people see the light. And the light is outside of that phone screen. Come on, everybody. Let's just get together and be people. I'm very sick. (laughs) Okay. We have an email here from Anonymous who says, I've been listening to your podcast for about three months and have blasted all the way to episode six of season two. I was overjoyed for you both when you finally became pregnant and excitedly listening to the podcast about your pregnancy and hope someday to have a reason to listen to your podcast about your life with Henry once he arrives. I finally switched to your podcast after listening to more medically oriented podcasts for years. Gross. And it was a welcome relief to hear about the more human side of infertility with just enough medical advice mixed in. I hope you're still putting out the egg signal for IVF questions. We are indeed. So here goes. I'm nearing the end of a four-year infertility journey at age 46. Mm -hmm. I've done numerous IVF cycles, including trying mini IVF, which just didn't seem to work for me. I've had one fresh transfer not work. Looking back, it looks like my husband's sperm quality was the worst it's ever been on that transfer. Mm -hmm. And one miscarriage after a frozen transfer at six and a half weeks due to our little girl having an extra set of X chromosomes. I started seeing Dr. Kwok Kim now after the miscarriage as I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis and even had a small part of my thyroid removed years ago due to thyroid cancer. My question is this. We've decided to give it one last try with donor eggs. We will only have three eggs as that is what the credit with our clinic for the failed mini IVF will pay for. Mm. My husband has had a problem on and off with drinking and had quit for many months a year ago. He had two relapses and unfortunately, unfortunately I just found out a month ago he had been relapsed for the last several months, drinking up to a bottle of wine a day. He has completely stopped for the past month and is taking great supplements, trying to reduce stress, eating great though we always have and doing every possible lifestyle thing he can. Mm-hmm. However, we just got his sperm analysis back at slightly less than a month after he stopped drinking, and it's his second worst ever. He's had 13 other analyses with better results, some even before his varicocele surgery, the best with a total motile, motile? Modal. Modal? <laughs> modal count of 20 million. Volume 2 milliliters, concentration 1.75 million per milliliter. Normal is greater than 15 million. Motility, 55%. Normal is greater than 40%, so this is the only good number. Total modal count, 1.925 million. Progression, 1 plus to 2 plus. Normal is greater than 3. And they said there were so few sperm that they couldn't assess how many had abnormal morphology. Mm-hmm. In the past, he had 97.5 abnormal morphology, which Jeez. is slightly more than the WHO's... Uh, World Health Organization. Less than 96%. I, percent. I don't know. What I is, think it must be. Is that be. what it is? He also has had slightly low thyroid, which I just read can influence sperm count. The first time egg donor will likely give her eggs in a week or two, or it might possibly be another month. We had originally hoped to fertilize her eggs with his fresh sperm and freeze any embryos. So I'm wondering, is it better to, one, take a chance with this poor sperm fertilizing a fresh egg so it never has to be frozen, then freezing an embryo and doing a transfer in a few months, or two... 
freeze the eggs, then fertilize her eggs later and hopefully do a fresh transfer. I'm not cycling normally anymore, so we'll need to take hormones to prepare for a transfer, and I don't even know if it's possible to sync up the timing so the egg can be unfrozen, fertilized, and transferred at the right time, or if we had to, or if we'd have to three, unfreeze the egg, fertilize the egg, freeze the embryo, then unfreeze it at the right time for transfer. Two freezes does not seem ideal, but I don't know which plan is worse. Thanks for any advice anyone out there can give us. I would go with number one. Yeah. Take a chance. Wait, really? Number one is your answer? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say two. I don't... I With only three eggs, I'm nervous about freezing the eggs and then unfreezing them and fertilizing them. Hmm. Interesting. And... I feel like you never had that many sperm as this guy has, and we still got Henry. Um, you know, I don't know that I ever even saw a full breakdown of my sperm that's uh, this this detailed. Mm. Um. But I mean, look, my my sperm just all my sperm did was get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. So, you know, and Henry's from the second round, right? So, I don't know. I don't know that the sperm's going to get any better, right? I mean, I would take a swing with that sperm, I guess. I mean, that's what I would do. Curious what the listeners would do. Please, yeah. please weigh in. I mean, I guess don't do anything until we get back to you. <laughs> yeah. Wait for wait for what our listeners have to say. <laughs> I mean, it's really going to be about like what? Why not do a donor embryo? Great question. This is my, I guess this is my question. Maybe it's because the um, clinic credit is not going to cover a donor embryo. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm trying mm-hmm. to answer my own questions here, anonymous. Um, I mean, I would talk to your doctor about the, 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 the between options one and two. Uh, I'm going to eliminate what three already, just out of the, no, no on three. Yeah, no on three. Definitely no on three. So Dory's leaning towards one. I'm leaning towards two. But because Dory's leaning towards one, I'll have to lean towards one also. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just what it is, guys. All right. Um, I'm going to play voicemail. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Jen. I had to pause the podcast uh, while you guys were talking. Turn that. Turn yours down. I'll turn this up. Go ahead. You can play. Uh, hold on. I'm going back to the beginning. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Jen. I had to pause the podcast uh, while you guys were talking about Matt having the more traumatic experience during the C-section. And my inside voice is just screaming, you need to get to a cognitive behavioral therapist and do some EMDR. Um, 
EMDR really helped me after I had a car accident. I thought that the reason I was so upset about it was because I lost my brand new car and it was totaled and I felt guilty about it, but it actually turned out that the most traumatic part was when my husband saw me in the ER and the look on his face and the fact that I made him feel that way. And I know that it wasn't that I made him feel that way, but that he looked so scared. And the EMDR really helped me see that. And doing it um, also showed me, like, during one of the parts that was more traumatic for me, which was my husband washing me off in the bathtub, like, washing the dried blood off of me at, like, 4 in the morning in our bathtub as I was sobbing, with EMDR, in that moment, I actually felt calm. Um, instead of the sobbing that I was feeling what it was actually happening, I felt calm and loved and safe. So that really helped. Uh, I think it's something you should look into, Matt. Hopefully that helps because I know PTSD is not a fun thing. Okay. Thanks. I absolutely love the podcast. Bye. More like PTSD's nuts. What? Of in denial. <laughs> um, what is EMDR? Electromagnetic doctor remedy. Again, I'm just trying to guess. Um, it's it's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. What? It is a psychotherapy that enables people to heal from the symptoms and emotional distress that that are the result of disturbing life experiences. Hmm. EMDR therapy shows that the mind can, in fact, heal from psychological trauma, much as the body recovers from physical trauma. I'm currently waiting for my body to recover from the physical trauma of ramen. It's a current <laughs> diagnosis. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, and I really haven't talked to my therapist about it because I've only been to him twice since Henry's been born. So you should try to see him during. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it during the ultrasound. Oh, that's a good idea. Tell them to come to the ultrasound. Where the hell am I going to go? During your hiatus. I can't. I have too many parents coming in, friends coming in, other parents coming in, and sibling-in-laws coming in. It's, it's a mess. You can find an hour to... No relaxing. Go to therapy. Ooh, my <laughs> gallbladder. <laughs> Um, thank you for calling in and letting us know about EMDR. Um, yes, thank you. Maybe Matt will do it someday. I mean, it certainly sounds interesting. It does sound interesting. Um, all right. I'm going to read an email that is not on the, on the document, the podcast document, because it came in late. I mean, it's, I'm going to have to let Bo decide if we can read it. Bo, what do you think? Hmm. Well, if we can read this email, just breathe in and out with your eyes closed. Okay, we're good. Oh, all right. All right. Um, hi, Matt, Dory, Bo, and Henry. It's from Anonymous, by the way. Mm-hmm. I wanted to let you know how much your podcast has helped me. I'm one of your listeners who doesn't have kids and might not have them, but I love your show. I found you early last year through Forever 35 and started listening from the beginning. A few months later, my mom was the victim of domestic violence. It was the hardest time of my life. I wrote in after hearing Dory express how she felt people didn't understand what she was going through with IVF. It was so comforting hearing you read my email and all the nice things you said about how I was handling the situation when I felt like the situation was completely out of control and I had no handle on it whatsoever. I listened to your podcast almost nonstop to keep my mind from spiraling. 
Things got worse before they got better, but they're great now. Mom is doing very well and we're in a great place I could have only dreamed about last year. Another way you helped me was a little more recent. My partner and I adopted a second dog earlier this summer. She was about six months old at the time and was found with a broken leg that had to be amputated. She's fine physically. Missing the leg doesn't affect her mobility at all, but she had some behavioral issues that took time and working with her to improve. I appreciate how open you both have been about how much time, energy, and money you've spent training Bo. Oh, my God. It's amazing that he got to give us the okay on reading this email. <laughs> Knowing other people have gone through it and to just keep going kept me sane during the toughest spots. Love you all. Love the podcast. Thank you for everything you're doing. And Anonymous is in a 1,500-square-foot townhouse with two adults, one four-legged husky mix, and one three-legged Doberman mix. I think Bo would hate both your dogs. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Although, because the Doberman only has three legs, he might be less threatened by it. Oh, uh, yeah. You know? It's, it's... Oh, also, the Doberman is a is a lady dog. Yeah. Bo does like lady dogs. He likes lady Bo dogs. Just, Bo just hates dogs that aren't him. That's not true. It just seems like he gets real uppity about it. You aren't me. <laughs> <laughs> Any dog that is more half his size or bigger, he doesn't like generally. Yeah. He doesn't, small dogs, he's like, whatever. I guess so. But dogs that are like 35 pounds and over, he's like, wait, I'm threatened by you. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you, Anonymous, for writing in. I'm so glad that the podcast has been helpful. That means a lot to me. Um, it's always nice to hear that we're yeah. not doing this for no reason. Yeah. I'm not just dragging myself out of bed, out to this chair <laughs> for nothing. I got to be at work at seven tomorrow morning. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. This is from Elizabeth. Hi, Dory, Matt, Henry, and Bo. I am the listener from Massachusetts who wrote in several months ago about how people manage to afford maternity leave. Mm -hmm. Well, good news. The state of Massachusetts just passed Paid Family Medical Leave Act. Employers are now required to pay you for a 12-week maternity slash paternity leave and continue to pay into your health insurance plan starting in January 2021. Victory. Now to fight for this for the rest of the country. Massachusetts really is a utopia. <laughs> You know, we could make it work with Mitt Romney. I don't know why the rest of us couldn't. Um, okay. So with this advancement, my husband and I are now in the baby-making business and we'll be trying for our first this spring. We share a two-family wow, house. Wow, you were truly waiting for that to get passed before you tried. Good yeah. for you guys. We share a two-family house with our wonderful landlords. We will, we will soon be switching spaces with our landlords, which means downsizing from a 1,000-square-foot two-bedroom apartment to an 850-square-foot one-bedroom apartment. Why? <laughs> what are you doing? The house was built in 1890, and wow, do I resonate with the no-storage issue. We will be working with a nursery in a room that is the size of a very small office, probably room for a bassinet and not much else. This is why I write to you today. I'm curious about you and your listeners' small nursery solutions and space-saving options for small living with a baby. Warmly, Elizabeth. 1,000, but soon to be 850 square feet in Northampton, Massachusetts, with a husband and a six-pound kitty. I mean, why is this landlord making you swap... Are you going to get, is it going to cost you less rent? Uh, she doesn't say. I have many questions about this, Elizabeth. Um, so, Elizabeth, 
Well, what are your what are your sleeping? I mean, it is early to be thinking about this, but what are your sleeping plans? Are you planning on having the baby sleep in the same room as you um, for the first, you know, six months to a year, which a lot of people do? If you are, then okay, but some people do it. It's the it, it is the AAP recommendation to have them sleep in your bedroom what? for the first year. For oh, the first year. we are so better than them. Um, it is the one AAP recommendation that I do not follow. Um, so yeah. So if, if that is the case, then depending on how long you're planning on staying in this apartment, you might not need to have a sleep space in the nursery. So that's one thing. If you are, I would probably get a mini crib because they can be in the mini crib till they're like, I don't know, 18 months, 24 months, depending on how big your baby is. Um, and those save a lot of space. I mean, we probably could have gotten a mini crib. thousand percent. Because it saved us, I think, a lot of um, him gaining speed and rolling into his <laughs> side of the crib. Gaining velocity. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he kind of like just scrunches up in it, like either in the corner or he rotates so that he's lying um, like crossways. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't want that much room between him and the edges of the crib. Yeah. He like wants to be touching the edges Although of the Although some crib. days he's splayed out like, yeah, that's true. like he's sunning himself on a beach. <laughs> that's true. Um, a feeling he'll never know because his skin is not built for sunning. No, but he has shaded himself on a beach. There you go. Um, so one thing that we did that, again, I don't know exactly how much space you have, but changing pad on top of a dresser. Um, I would not get a separate changing table. Um, and, you know, that's kind of all you need. It would be nice to have a place to sit in the room. But if you don't have that, you know, you don't have it. Um, and anywhere you can get extra storage, you know, like under beds and sh- high shelves and stuff like that. I mean, you're not in an earthquake zone, so you don't have to worry about that. So I would do like wall shelves and that kind of stuff. But I bet our people in our Facebook group have, uh, in the pregnancy and children Facebook group have, um, recommendations. If you Tiny wanna, crib living. If you want to head over there. Um, we have another stuff-related email from Josephine, who says, I really related to Amy's email this week. Also, I've been meaning to write in about emails in previous weeks about knowing you were done having kids after one child. As I've written before, my son was a miracle baby, so we knew it was possible for me to get pregnant on my own. Totally slim chance, though. Since he was two or three, we pretty much didn't prevent getting pregnant but didn't pursue any treatments. And yes, I kept the stuff. After about two years of holding on to everything, clothes, gear, toys, etc., I got rid of everything and it felt amazing. I think I was mentally holding on to the whole what if mindset. Getting rid of it was totally therapeutic for me. Yes, I thanked them and let them go to spark joy for others. Am I sad we haven't had another child? Sometimes. I mean, you always think about what could have been, but I wouldn't change anything. People will always say mean things that make you second guess yourself. He'll be spoiled. He needs a brother or sister. When are you having another, etc. 
but I know we have done what is best for us. I know I have the most wonderful, sweet, kind, and empathetic son I could ask for, and nothing anyone comments matters. So my advice is this, get rid of it when you're ready. I definitely wasn't ready when he was two or three. It might take some time and you will know when you're ready to move on. And it will feel fantastic like you're taking charge instead of sitting and waiting for something to happen. Thanks for everything. Love hearing you guys each week and seeing your pics on Instagram. Oh, and off topic, does Matt do a Universal Florida portion of the podcast? We're doing two days in the parks this summer and would love to hear his recommendations. Um, Josephine, you've given me a lot to think about um, in terms of the getting rid of stuff. We still have piles of stuff to get rid of. Yeah. Um, in terms of the Universal Florida portion of the podcast, I think Matt does have some recommendations. You know, it's so different now with their with their new water park and the um, the, 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 the the Wizarding World. They're they're gonna add another theme park. They are. Mm-hmm. What is it gonna be? It's Nintendo. Oh. I think it's really going to give Disney another run for its money, as they did with Harry Potter. Ooh. Well, because Eisner was so cheap and lowballed J.K. Rowling. What a dum dum. Well, look, it's his fault that we then had to figure out what to do. So they made Avatar Land, and then they made two Galaxy's Edges that no one's going to. Uh, I wonder if Galaxy's Edge will go down as one of the biggest flops in Disney history. I mean, as far as a themed land, I mean, you can't really do worse than the original California Adventure. Mm. Uh, Luckily, it's not another gate entry. Like, you don't have to pay to go into it. So, they'll probably be fine. Just be like, oh, they spent this much money on this part of the land. All right. It is crazy though how how it like the the expectations were so out of line with what the reality was. Well, again, they just they they took all of the distaste for the Disney Star Wars franchise stuff with uh, they took it all to be just a couple of uh, angry minority people, you know, the angry minority, the angry vocal minority. When the reality was, I don't really think anyone likes it. <laughs> Turns out. (laughs) Um, All right, we're going to take another short break. Be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You know, Josephine, I forgot to say my big recommendation in, in Universal Orlando. Spend the extra money. Get the front of the line pass. If you're going during a busy season, it's going to help you quite a bit. If you're going off-peak, maybe it won't be worth it, but I don't think I'd ever do it 
without it. So it's like having a fast pass for every ride whenever you want, as many times as you want. Unlike a certain theme park I know, where they make you do three a day. You can't even rebook until after. What? I was Phil. I was just. I had some other thoughts on Universal. Oh, okay, cool. Um, all right. Gonna play this here voicemail. Hello, Matt and Dory. My name is Charlie. I'm an avid listener of both Angel Adventure and Star Trek: The Next Conversation. At least when it comes out. Sorry. Uh, I had to pause the podcast, and I make fun of people for saying that, so it's kind of funny, uh, to let Matt know that uh, I replaced a pulley that makes the drum spin on my dryer because the threading of the pulley uh, wore out, and it also took 711 hours, and my (laughs) wife also thought I had lost my mind because it took so long. (laughs) So from one guy who putters around the house and fixes things to another, I completely feel your pain, sir. Thank you. Thank you for getting me. Honestly. He gets that was you. last week. I don't ever have time to do nothing. No, I get it. I get it. It's crazy. Of course you get it. But I'm just saying, it's like, my God. So I've done so much since then. I know. Um... All right, I'm going to play another voicemail. That is crazy. Hey, guys. This is Susanna from Illinois. I was pausing the podcast uh, for a couple things. One, um, have you guys ever considered maybe trying a ukulele for Henry to bang on? Um, Looks like a guitar, sounds like a ukulele. Um, But it's smaller, his size, and mm, probably inexpensive compared to Matt's other guitars. Um, second, uh, story with your pumping. So when I was trying to stop pumping, um, it, instead of like, I cut one out, it hurt really bad. So after that, um, they, a couple people told me stop doing it as long, um, and cut down your time and then cut out the pump that that would make it easier. And it did for me. Um, and then it just seemed like my body then knew not to produce as much milk around that time. I don't know. It was very weird. Um, so, anyways, just a food for thought. Hopefully it helps. Take care. Henry is adorable. You guys enjoy that little baby so much. And, yeah, thanks for the podcast. Love it. Been listening since day one. I am in Illinois in a 3,500 square feet. Whoa. One husband, two children, one dog, one cat. Thanks so much. Bye. All right. Well, look. It's important to remember that just because it says you can fix a washing machine by yourself doesn't mean you should. <laughs> it's true. Um, all right. You gotta fix a washing machine. That's what she would say almost all the time. Okay. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I appreciate that you fixed it. I really do. Ah, finally. I've said that like a hundred times. Yeah, you said thank you. You never said I appreciate it. I really appreciate that you did Wow. Earth-shattering news. Dory appreciates something. 
You hear that, realty lady who left our podcast because she wasn't appreciative enough about the baby? <laughs> I think she, she didn't think you were appreciative enough either. Oh, yeah, yeah me either. Yeah. Stupid, All right. Stupid baby. This is from Carrie. She says, Dear Dorian, Matt, I'm actually a TNCer and have been for a while. Nice. I heard Dory's cameos and thought about listening, but never did until Matt mentioned on TNC that he describes jerk-off rooms in depth. I did, yeah. Well, sure. it never crossed my mind that men would have to do that, but duh, and my curiosity was piqued. So I'm way behind episode 45, season one, but I've made significant progress after one week. Wow. <laughs> I'm probably not having a baby ever, but appreciate everything you all went through to get Henry. Thanks, Matt and Andy, for spoiling that one on TNC. Mm -hmm. I wanted to write a briefish email to show you what I found at work today. I work in a medical school on a floor shared by pediatrics and OBGYN. The attached photo was taped on one of the OBGYN's door. It's proof that you're right. Hope to speed listen to the remaining episodes and catch up before 2020, especially since TNC is now understandably monthly. Yeah. Sincerely, seems Carrie. to be. Uh, I never met Data I didn't like They love Data Yeah They just don't know What to do with it mm -hmm. Half the time Yep um, Thank you Carrie Carrie and thanks for being A TNCer I appreciate it Yeah we've heard, we've heard From two TNCers This episode Interesting you Never know where They're gonna come from Only one for every 35er Hmm Interesting Hmm What does that tell you Hi Hi um, all right. This last email is from Anonymous. She says, I love you guys and really enjoy your podcast. However, Portland has quickly become an expensive yuppie wasteland. People from LA are everywhere up here. Portland is a gentrification robot and it, it has been really sad to see. Mom and pop small businesses, bars and restaurants have been forced to close and families of color have been pushed out. RIP old Portland. Hmm. Although I know LA is dealing with similar circumstances. In other news, I found out I have a septate uterus. <laughs> Great. Thanks to your podcast. I actually knew what that was. I need to have surgery soon and I'm scared. Any advice trying to schedule it in while working full time and going to grad school? Um, I do not recall the recovery from that surgery being particularly it rough. Seems like it was upwards of six hours. Recovery. Yeah, it it was. I mean, I had to go under, but it it I didn't really. I think I, I went back to work the next day. They're not cutting you open. They're fusing you together. You already have that. <laughs> you already have an opening for them. Yeah, um, that's true. So that's the thing that usually takes the most time in healing. You're cutting the muscle wall lining and all that stuff. So that being said, you should you should don't worry about it. Yeah, I would say you'll need to take it easy that day, but. You should be back to normal the next day. It's an outpatient procedure. You'll be fine. That has suddenly turned Hello? into an elderly Jewish lady from Miami <laughs> who used to live in New Jersey. <laughs> All right. That brings us to the end of the show. It's about fucking time. I'm so tired. Now you're a Boston I'm old lady? Tired. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> You keep it down. I'm going to sleep. You're so tired. All right. Shh, I'm sleeping. Oh, okay. He's sleeping. So. I got Channel 5 on. So I sleep to the news. Just a reminder, you can support us on Patreon. Get up to two bonus episodes per month. Shh, quiet. I can still hear you pitching your bullshits. Patreon.com slash adventure. Nobody wants it. Get out of here. Huge thanks for our Patreon supporters. If you support us at the $5 level or above, you'll get your name read on the podcast each month. La and you'll get da. the back catalog of the Patreon episodes if you support us there. There's too many episodes. Shut, there's, just, there's just too many. Shut your trap. 
How's everyone going to listen to all of them? Shut your trap, Patricia. Uh, I got to call about Atlantic City. <laughs> Seeing if I can, if I'm from Atlantic City. I need two, I need a salad. I don't do podcasts. <laughs> all right. Diana. Edwina Morgan Bodo. Emily McNaughton. Erica Brown. Erica Brown, as you just said that. <laughs> yep. Aaron Gudge. Aaron Turley. Evelyn Schmevelin. Greta Truitt. Hannah Crowder. Oh, God. She's back. <laughs> <laughs> Heather Nelson. Helen Abbey. <laughs> Hoot and Waddle. <laughs> Jackie G. Jane Callahan. Jennifer Seika. Jennifer Floyd. Jennifer Steele. Jess Branch. Jesse Hendricks. Josh Berkeley. Julie Phillips. Kane McCall. Caitlin Young. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Heimer. Katie Regan. Katie Tavy. Kelly. Kelly Zimmerman. Kerry Mills. Kim Mestry. Kimberly Shepard. Christopher Fanegi. Layla Arshid. Laura George. Laura Madge. Laura Rosenblum. Lauren. Lauren Houston. Lauren Luther. Why she chose to say Houston, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Lauren Luther. Uh, Leslie Shoup. Lex Conant. Lysel. Linnea Funsel. Maggie Fleming. Amanda Johnson. Margaret Metcalf. Marie Morgan. Martin Hedigan Peterson. Maude Tremblay. Mackenzie Erickson. M- Magana Prasad. Melinda Phelps. Melissa Garcia. Melissa March Quinn. Michelle Kitz Miller. Mike Kim and Leo. Molly Schranz. Monica Bowles. Mariah C. Adamic. Mr. Bundy. Nancy Powell. Nikki Bossett. Nikki Maraca. Patricia Faust Rezig. And Paul Shop. Yep, there you go. That's how you, it's, just, it's just easier to talk like that. <laughs> just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, I'm going to make Matt go lie down. Tune in next week for gallbladderdom. Yep. All right. Thank you, everyone. Bye.